0: good day good morning god bless you beautiful people you are welcome to to today's edition of marriage diet good morning to you all this is the voice of festus flourish Oh, coming who come in to you today, being the 20th day of the first month of the year 2021. God bless you. It's such a unique day for me. I have fond memory of this particular day about a year ago. That's personal, though. And I just pray that the blessing of that um, covenant I entered in with God, a relationship covenant with God last year, this same time last year, Um, will bring that blessing upon you listening all around the world and of course upon mci glory be to god all right now you heard me i just talked about covenant um well i will talk about it later i will refer to it later but i mean uh, this is not a coincidence that i'm going to be taking a topic that will enable me to make mention about covenant relationship with god i mean working with god by covenant okay yesterday we were talking about a husband in god's garden in other words god had to take the husband and put him in the garden remember we're looking at the general topic this farmer called husband all right we're trying to really find the solution to the myriad of issues around our husbands i mean we have come to uh, well let me not really say we have all come to accept the fact that leadership is the main issue with marriage because not everybody believe in this not everybody have really come to accept this at least not for the main Most men don't believe that the problem in marriages today stems from bad leadership. Because if if a system is working, it's the leadership. If it's not working, it's the leadership. Because that's why we easily blame our political leaders because they are in the leadership. If they're also doing well, like in some places around the world, leadership in, in national leadership around the world, we will also praise them. So now I'm just wondering, these technocrats, these um, um, great minds, uh, uh, philosophers, and scientists and economists, you know, we, we try to use the indices of uh, development here and there to justify how good the government is, the leadership of the people. We can also also bring all of this into the home front it's the same thing it's the family that makes the nation so if the nation is not if the family rather is not working is the leadership and that's the reason why we're bringing in this topic so that our men can begin to understand that there's a need to dig deep and look inwards like i did say yesterday i'm sure a lot of you really got to know that for the first time that the man was not built to take correction or counsel or go through counseling under anybody. He was built to be in God's presence, so he was to take instructions from God alone. And this is what has been missing for a very long time, where we seem to always want to you know, just uh, muzzle up so many things. Oh, our husbands are not taking can- uh, going for counseling, they are not taking instruction. We have not really taken pain to find out why that is the way it is. And so we're saying, Amen out there, please listen to my counsel, listen to what I'm saying. You need the presence of God to be able to fulfill your destiny. Once you are out of God's presence, you are literally useless. That's the word. I want to use that hard word so that you understand. God is your source. And he designed you to take everything from him alone. And when you go out of the source, even when you think you are making it, or you're just waiting for the real D-Day, one day you will account for your life. Don't you ever forget, you didn't come here to this earth by accident. You came here under a divine mandate. God made you a male, not because um he 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 woke up from the wrong side of the bed or he got it confused or got it missed up there's a reason why god made you a male there's a reason why god made you a husband so that you might reflect the glory of god upon mankind as it is in heaven so it is on earth in other words we are supposed to as men supposed to be the direct representatives of god on earth showing the same nature of the father unto our children and unto our wives we are Are supposed to teach our wives the nature of the father, and we are supposed to teach our children the nature of the father. The 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 heart um um the the heart of love of the father is actually supposed to be what we can tap in or what we should tap in on a daily basis, reflecting it wherever we go, beginning from the family. That's the reason why God brought you here, that's the reason why God made you a man. But we need to understand that if we are to make this thing work, ideally, we must return back to God's presence. Uh, you need to listen to yesterday's podcast, to be up to date with what I'm going to be sharing for that today. You know, I did say I was going to do episode 2. I couldn't complete that yesterday. I was going to do episode 2 today. All right. Now, remember yesterday, if you recall, we actually took a test from Genesis chapter number 2, verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And I did lay emphasis about two words. There two key words, take and to put. And I did say yesterday that to take is for God to take possession of the man. To take possession of the man. And I've just been wondering, been asking, how many men um, have, have, has God actually taken, you know, taking possessions of their life? Let me put it that way. It's okay. God has taken possession of this life. Uh, forget about the word born again. You ask people today, are you born again? It's, oh, I'm born again. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the new life of God ye shall know them by their fruits bearing the fruit of god how many men we are complaining marriages are not working it's because our husbands are not in god's presence but i want to take it a little bit further today so you understand that when god took this man and placed him in the garden there was the first thing god did with man and we're going to find out that in the very next verse verse 16 after god told the man to dress it and to keep it look at verse 16 and the lord commanded the man please i I will just hold it there all right i don't want to read it further i just want to pick that word and the lord commanded the man oh friends what you get when you are under the shadow of the almighty what you get when you are within the jurisdiction of God's presence, what you get as a man when God takes you and takes possession of your life, is, is going to walk with you by commandment. Don't shy away from that. Take note of that. He's going to walk with you by commandment. Yes, we have said this several times. We are not under law. We are under grace. Even in grace, God works with us by commandment. We've got to know this okay we well, have what we'll called the commandments of grace and the commandments of the lord you recall the bible said he said in those days i will pride my lord in the palm of their heart in other words grace has jurisdiction grace has rules and god speaks to us by commandment as men god speaks to us by commandment so when they ask are you born again you shouldn't just tell me oh yes If I ask, are you born again? It should be, yes, I'm a man that follows God's commandment. And this commandment I'm talking about works with instruction. In other words, you can't talk about commandment without talking about instructions. A man that is given to the presence of God, that is within the jurisdiction of the presence of God, is a man that understands the value of God's instruction. Friends, there is a t- certain level you get to. As a husband out there, you're a man up there, God would relate with you through instructions. Not, oh, I feel like, oh, it's a time of grace, I can do anything. No, God will walk with you by instructions. Men who have been taken over by God, whose hearts have been taken over by God, are men that walk with instruction. God gives them instruction. Friend, look at it. That was the first visible contact that God had with man. The first word God spoke with man was in the form of a command. And the Lord God commanded. Commanded what? The man saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. He commanded the man. Now, in this context who was the man the bible didn't use the word and god commanded adam he used the word and god commanded the man the man in this context was actually the spiritual component of adam adam was just of clay he was a physical entity now what brought about Adam was the spirit of man in Adam. Remember when the Lord said, "Let us make man." That let us make man was talking about the spiritual component and when God did make man, he made him a spirit. So the spirit that God made was what actually what we call man. That wasn't Adam. And that spirit existed with God until, you know, God carved out a shape out of the ground. And of course, eventually we called him Adam. He made a tangible shape out of the ground and a breath upon him, the breath of life. Take note, and, Bible says, and the man became a living soul. So what God did was the spirit he created. In the, uh, the, when I say spirit, I'm talking about the spirit of man. Okay, because God could have only created a spirit because he's a spirit. He could have only begotten the spirit because he's a spirit. So when God said, let's create man, he was talking about the spiritual component of man and that spiritual component has male and female and that was what was later splitted and of course a body was given to the female and became a woman all right now, you you need if you want to understand this deeply you need to come to the faculty because we, we don't break all these things down making people understand the mystery where we are really coming from the journey he was first a man he became a soul and of course he became Adam you No, know, that sequence right. now when God commanded man was actually commanding the spirit of man the spirit in man so a man that would behave well as a husband who would understand the value of family is a man whose spirit has yielded up to the commandments of God when God speaks to you he addresses your spirit because that is the only place he can relate with you as a spirit and so when you live with your five senses at the expense of the value of your spiritual nature you deny yourself of the fellowship with god and so if you're a man because you ask me uh, what does it really mean to uh, for god to take possession of a man for god to take possession of you it means that you are living with him in the realm of the spirit as he thinks you think as it behaves you behave and the only way you are connected to that kind of source is being spirit filled and being conscious of the fact that you as a spiritual component living as a spirit on a daily basis what this also means translates into is as a husband where you are supposed to react physically you have been offended by your wife you're supposed to of course the five senses they are telling you oh you heard what your wife just said she insulted you okay and um, you, you, you notice you just saw something you saw the way she worked out on you that's an insult how could she have worked you know your eyes is telling you she worked out on you your ears uh, you know are telling you oh you heard what she just said that was a derogatory statement see all the five senses are working in the body of Adam in the body of a certain Joshua in the body of a certain Adekule in the body of a certain Festus in the body of a certain you, you that man out the hearing the sound of my voice when these five senses work you are not in the level of where God has taken you because if God takes you it's a spirit that will work Otherwise, when these five senses are feeding in all this information, the spirit man tells you, No. You are now of a new birth. You are of God. And you must see things the way God sees things. So, where you are supposed to react physically and say, How dare you? Then you raise up your hand. You know, there is that spirit in you that tells you, No. You can't do that. You can't beat your wife. You can't lay your hands on her. The reason is this. I'm going to be doing a a very extensive teaching about domestic violence. Please, let's get ready for that. I'm going to make us understand that whenever you beat your wife, you're actually beating yourself. Of course, I will draw mysteries out and I will make you understand why it is actually true that every time you raise up your hand to beat your wife, you're actually beating yourself. But you see, the point I'm trying to make here is, it's your spirit that begins to relate with God and in extension relates with the people around you beginning with your wife and of course where ordinarily you would have reacted as a man that you are you just notice you are calm and the wife was like ah I did that and expected my husband to have on a very good day he he would have you know created a scene with that he would have reacted what has happened to my husband all right now when the woman starts noticing that where you are supposed to react physically you are not doing that because there is a nature in you the nature of the father who has given you commandment to live with and you are working with the commandment of the Lord, that nature is suppressing the physical dimension, nature of your life. You see, the woman will start taking note. And whether you even like it or not, the environment you have created spiritually will start influencing your home. Will start influencing her behavior. Which you over time know that, look, you could slap her. You could beat her or But you're not doing it because you love God and god will give you instruction you just finish quarreling with your wife and instead of you to just take your key, drive out, and after a while, you just return back and say, my wife, let us talk. The Holy Spirit asked me to talk to you. You know, whenever you are living with that consciousness of you're following the instructions of the Holy Spirit, you will also be getting it across to your wife by extension to their children. And of course, before, before you know what's going on, the presence of God will envelop the home. Oh, friends, men, if you will understand that, you are a gateway to the presence of God coming into your family. And you must understand that if god will relate with you at that level where you can connect with him it's going to be through instructions okay now i said it earlier when i started this broadcast talking about covenant for instance i'm a man that is given to covenant living covenant relationship um i, I remember hearing um, one of my mentors of faith uh, bishop um, david uh, Oyedepo. i remember you know um, listening to i think that was during wolf B training i can't remember now but i heard once okay i think it was in canal and Otter, in one of the ministrations he said something he said at a certain level of your relationship with god you will have to do that via covenant living okay i think it was during the wolf be. you have to do that via covenant living that statement struck into my heart It got stuck into my heart, struck into my heart, and it stayed back there. And over the years, I have tried to get into that level where I begin to live with that covenant relationship. And friends, today I've seen the hand of God in my ministry. I've seen the hand of God around me because of covenant relationship. If God says, go, I go. If he says, come, I come, I obey the last order. You know, We're talking about command. If we want our husbands to behave well, you must learn to listen to god's command whether it's palatable or not that's the man that has been taken by god i remember last year before we left the city of ibadan to abuja god asking me yeah i actually traveled to okay first okay let me just give you the you know the sequence um i was in the church preparing for a meeting i can't remember now um and then the holy spirit just spoke to me and said festus i'm trying to speak to you but you are not listening to me you are being distracted he said, get up now. Go to the city of Port Accord and engage in 21 days fasting. There I will speak with you. The fasting will be with fruits and nuts only. And, of course, water. Nothing else. Fruits, nuts like uh, granades, And, of course, water for 21 days. See, that was a strong... Instruction, I said, "Yes, Lord. I heard you. I got home. I told my wife, they said, "This is what the Lord asked me to do." And of course, I, I left. I left for the city of Portakcot. For 21 days, I went through call it dining fast. Anyway, I went through that fasting period. For 21 days I didn't eat solid food, it was just fruits, nuts and water. While I was there, the Lord gave me a picture of the city of Ibadan and told me about that topography, the land, the, the powers that are there, the deities, so many things. They said, I sent you to that land to undertake a training. Now that you have overcome that land, I'm going to release you out of the land and I'll bring you to the heart of the nation because strategically, Abuja is strategic to Nigeria and, of course, it's strategic to the world. And I'm going to use you to harvest the world. And I had to send you there that if you could overcome the powers that be in Ibadan, you can overcome the powers that be anywhere around the world. He said, But you must do this. Following the instruction, he told me, Go back to the city of Ibadan and walk around that city at different times but it must not be more than seven times so i mean i could space the days but it must not be more than seven times so he gave me the map of where i was going to walk through some of you if you know the city of Ibadan very well i walked around that city of Ibadan for seven i mean seven times i walked around that city at different times covering in an expanse of about a year i walked around that city on foot. i would drive i'll pack my car somewhere i will walk and then i'll get to where i'm going to i will come back and i'll pick seven times i encycled that city i remember when i was doing those things so some person would look like oh what's this man doing but i was following instructions by the time i overcame it and the lord said move now to the city of abuja and of course all of this also coincided with the expansion in the ministry today i'm not surprised about the global you know uh, outreach the global recognition the group global acceptance of marriage care international because i followed god's instructions hello friends at I- which time will permit me to share with us how on a daily basis i follow divine instructions over what i eat over what i put on over where I go, over where I go and empty your account. Several times I've had to do that. Go and sow this seed. I just hear him. Sometime I'll be carrying the seed. There won't be any money left. Following instruction. Friends, that is the way men are supposed to live with God. When you follow God's instruction because of his command, you will attract his presence. And a man who understands the value of following God's instruction is the man that attracts God's favor to him. So, friends, it's not just about going to church. We have a lot of men in in the church who are not addicted to God's instruction. I will say this as a random. Don't just be a husband. Don't just be a man out there. Be, a, be an instruction addict be addicted to god's instruction because god will lead you he will give instruction concerning your wife he will give instruction concerning your children he will give instruction concerning your wife uh, your your life don't just be contempted to go into church every sunday you return back and you return back to the status quo no live by instruction if you want to be a faithful husband and want to be a husband who can actually creditably lead his wife and the children very well you must follow God's instruction because the family life is a microscopic view of the entire nation and so if God will work with an entire nation he will work with the family first and so if God is to lead an entire nation he will lead with the family first so let your family be that family that God has chosen to lead just so that he can also use that specimen to lead the entire nation we saw from the Bible Bible. from the days of Abraham all through the times God walked with individual if God has any mandate over a nation he's going to take it through channel it through family and it's my prayer and of course we are just wishing that if our husbands who understand it this way they begin to see themselves as as that microcosm of the entire national project of God. Yeah, we want God to intervene in our nation. Let's leave that one first. God has to begin with us from our families. It is when we yield ourselves to the leadership of God in our families that the fire will engulf the entire nation. Glory be to God. Husbands, take note of this. Wake up. Wake up and listen to God's instruction and become instruction addicts. God bless you. Let's hold it here today because time is gone. We'll continue from here tomorrow again. Glory be to God. Please share this podcast with your friends and in case you're having this, listening to this for the first time, you can connect with us via WhatsApp number plus 234-8107126148, and we will get back to you. God bless you. If you have not registered for the Mind Class, please do. It's going to be another explosive time just like we had in the first edition. God bless Bless you. Until I come your way again tomorrow, don't forget if marriage is an institution, then the couples and singles must be students. God bless you. Shalom. Do have a great day.